welcome to Soberish, the chest infection energy update podcast. Five days late, six days late. Who knows when the fuck I'll get this edited and put up. I didn't have a voice for a long time. I was going to release a great episode with Aaron Woodall from the Mormon and the Meth Head podcast. He was going to talk about some... Uh, skepticism about the awakening and it was going to be a great challenging conversation and I was so challenged that I lost my voice anyway I um, almost didn't put this out this week but I had some things to talk about and time is a construct so fuck it you get this and a couple days later you get another episode if this is your first time listening to Soberish turn it off it's garbage mostly I am a uh, comedian that talks about woo shit with a really bad voice. And I'm not editing this episode, so you're going to get all my ums and stuff. I'm also recording this in my bedroom, so it's not going to sound good like when I'm in a studio. It's also not going to sound good because listen to me. Anyway, a uh, few things I want to talk about. I got some downloads I want to talk about. There's some stuff that came up in almost everyone's reading that I wanted to talk about. And then I have some just thoughts that I want to throw out there. Thoughts, uh, T-H-O-G-H-T. It's never what happened to me. I just thought, am I saying it wrong? Anyway, words are so weird. I feel like words are getting weirder than they ever were before. And no, I don't smoke pot. This is just how my brain works as it melts. All right. So first of all, downloads. Um, we are entering a cool phase. We are finally entering a cool phase. I know that it feels like you can't move forward. <clears throat> That's something that came up in almost everyone's reading, and I know. I get it. I talked about it on the last energy update. I'm fucking with you. I know we ran full speed for five seconds after all of that clearing, and now we are suspended in jello. I know. It's okay. We are still calibrating. There is a lot of like fine tuning and adjustments that need to take place. You are still doing so much work. You have not gone backwards. You have not lost any powers. You are not falling back to sleep. You are just calibrating. And that calibration is different for everybody. But you are getting ready to anchor the new world. I got to write this down real quick because I am uh, going to forget this analogy that I want to do. And then I forgot how to spell balloon. Okay. So from April to September, most of you, uh, most of us were in some type of major loss or processing old loss. Like things were falling away, right? We worked through our vampires and our narcissistic connections. We were healing super old trauma. We were in breakups. We were losing jobs. It was like the credits rolling of your old movie, right? And when I say your, I mean our. Whatever that was for you, the inverse of that is happening from now, but definitely November to February. It is the credits rolling on your new movie. We will start to see some momentum, but that momentum maybe isn't what you think it is. It is the beginning of your new thing. And... um new people coming into your life, a lot of soul family people coming into your life, still some endings, still some closings. And, um, there's gonna be so many ums. You're about to find out how many times I actually, um, during a podcast and here you thought I was articulate. 
Last Sunday was a full moon in Aries, I think. And there was a lot of what? I have to give this up? You know, a lot of things falling away to make room for new things. And it's different. It's kind of a different energy than the things that we lost in April. But it is just, I don't know what it is. Honestly, I don't know if it's that we have new timelines available to us and we can't take everybody with us. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to speculate here. But a lot of new coming in, a lot of new things coming into your life. So buckle up. It's going to be fun. I'm feeling pretty excited for the next few months. I do see us a little bit in this jello still for the next month or so, but really pay attention to the things that are happening because there's still a lot happening in that jello. You're just like maybe not making a lot happen in the physical reality. So I keep getting this imagery, this, this kind of, um, what we are in right now. And one message that I did get, one download that I did get, is that we are, hold on, I forgot a couple other things. That we are like, okay, so let's say 5D, we live on 3D Earth. And 5D currently exists as a giant earth-sized balloon. This is the worst analogy I've ever come up with, but this is the vision I get in my head, so fuck it, go with it. A giant balloon over top of earth that's like like long, you know, spreads over earth, and it had a million strings hanging from it. And in order for us to get 5D, we had to be light enough to jump up. And so we spent like 2017 to now even those of us that have been awake a lot longer than that, this has been like a new ascension for us. And we're like trying to jump up and grab a string and we're too heavy because of all of this trauma. So then we dump more trauma and then we jump up and we get it for a second. We fall back off. So we have to dump more programming and stuff. And we finally get light enough that a, a few of us get up thousands of us, whatever they get up and we grab one of these strings and we pull it back down to earth. And what we've been doing kind of in this jello phase is, trying to get what we're trying to do now is anchor 5d onto earth because 5d is really just a an operating system it's a layer it's a layer that we're trying to bring into this reality the download that i got is that tribes are waves when i referred to tribes i used to see it as different groups of people and now i see it as just waves of people we wake up in waves otherwise it's a jump cut and we can't have a jump cut so everyone has different things that their wave hacks they have different experiences there's a reason that we're all kind of experiencing the same thing but then you can go talk to people who clearly aren't on this wave you know and no judgment there is no judgment there's no no one's better than anyone else but you talk to someone who's not on this wave and they're like I have no idea what you're talking about but you talk to any of your soul family that's in this wave right now and we're having very similar experiences. And um, anyway, there's this wave and it doesn't, it's, it's the same thing with like, it's all energy. So it's not, I can't give you like dates of the wave or whatever. It's kind of just flows. You just have to go with it. You can be part of this wave and also part of the next wave, just like you can be an image setter and also the arsenal. These are just energies and the higher dimensional we get, the more these energies just flow through us and, and we won't define them the way I define them to kind of give some validity to experiences and to kind of 
organize things. It's kind of the way that my brain works, but like none of this is just like my definition of 4D and 5D is different than other people's definition because it's just energy and we're all trying to articulate things that exist where words don't. So anyway, uh, it won't be much longer before people move into higher dimensional reality without knowing that there was a shift, if that makes sense. So what you and I are a part of is a part of a wave that has done a lot of our own personal work, but that, that work always goes back to the collective. Anything that you heal, you heal for the collective because it's just like you're a body part and a part of a bigger thing, right? So as thousands of us heal our codependent wounds, we kind of make, we kind of heal codependency for the collective. And what we are moving into now, this kind of 60 image setter thing is consciously creating a new paradigm on earth, which has already been being done by people in waves ahead of us. But that is really kind of the energy that we are moving into is the download that I got. Obviously, if anything doesn't resonate with you, don't try to make it resonate with you. But if you're already kind of feeling this and it resonates, then here's your confirmation. So anchoring this balloon, like bringing this balloon down, you know, hammering it in. And so there is kind of this feeling of feeling really grounded and then feeling really ungrounded. And that's because you're bringing this energy down to earth. But the, the download that I got is a couple ways from now, people will just be in a higher dimensional reality. So like there was a shift where suddenly everyone could hear people lying, which is my example of 4D, the download that happened in 2012. But nobody remembers that. It, people really think, oh, I've always been able to do that. And it's like, no, you couldn't. Nobody could tell who was lying before psychics, you know, but for the most part, that gift of discernment, that like intense gift of discernment is something that came on board 10 years ago and but it became a part of us and it became a part of the paradigm that people just and most people walk around thinking that they're the only one with that ability and the reason that they walk around thinking they're the only one with that ability is because it was very seamless how it came in so it's kind of a similar energy where we are going to consciously create the new paradigm and one thing that just kept coming through was like it's not through evangelism you cannot evangelize consciousness. As a matter of fact, you will put people to sleep by evangelizing consciousness to them. So if you're trying to talk to your friends about awakening, use your discernment. Use your discernment. If it's something that they seem open to, you know, I have like a system where I'll, I'll crack a couple jokes and if they don't get what I'm talking about, I just don't talk about it anymore because it 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 creates a, an idea in their head of what it's supposed to be and because it's not resonating for them because it's not already the frequency they are on it doesn't help them it, it actually hinders them and so that isn't how we help bring consciousness online also for a lot of people I don't know in the following waves if it's going to be about mysticism, mysticism and science are very close to merging. I don't know what it's going to be. Some kind of thing is going to click or it's going to be very quiet. I see metaphors for things. I see images of things. And it's like, you know, in July, in the 
intoxicating energy of the 5D download. I was like, natural disasters are probably going to take them out. You know, we're going to, there's going to be a split. And then the split has happened and it's just like, oh, you're not really going to talk to your boomer mom as much, you know? And, but in my head, it looked like this big earth split, you know? And just like I thought dicks were going to fall off and it's never as cool and supernatural as you think it's going to be because there are no jump cuts. So anyway, uh, officially on the record that the split was not as tight as I thought it was going to be. And I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited that it's not. I feel hopeful that the wave, a couple waves from now is the people that we care about. They just come to the new world and they don't know that they came to the new world and mysticism becomes mainstream and, you know, mysticism has been coming mainstream for a long ass time. And I think I talked about this on a past episode, but like there was a point where probiotics were hippie, dippy pseudoscience and now prescription drug companies make them. We have been anchoring shit. The woo crazy people have been taking stuff out of the space of variations and bringing it into the mainstream reality for a long fucking time. And for those of you that are waking up and fucking hate it. I love doing readings for reluctant light workers. I love it. It's my favorite thing. I've had people that are some type of reincarnated god from a different like planet, you know, or whatever, star system and they're like I don't want to fucking be here. And uh a lot of people lately that are embedded. I keep meaning to ask permission before I tell some of these stories, but some really cool stories, people in the medical field, a lot of people in therapy and psychology, um, moving forward into their 6d anchoring of a new world. And that's the shit, right? That's the shit. New modalities, uh, new ways of doing things. Um, psychedelic assisted therapy, God, sorry. Other shit I should have written down. Uh, That brings me to one idea that I want to put out there and I'm going to get derailed by this, but I would like to get something together where I have a page on my website where you guys, if you are a massage therapist, you have a float tank place, you have, you know, any of the 60 stuff, especially if it's available online. I know there is a IFS therapist or IFS life coach. Also, I talk to you guys. I get very excited in readings and my memory is so bad now that I immediately forget everyone's names and then I don't know how to find them. But if I have talked to you before about wanting to have you on the podcast or wanting to get your information out there, if you are an astrologer, if you do readings, if you do whatever, I want to figure out a way to get a page on, somebody called it Jess's List, which is funny, but also uh, freaks me out. So um, just kind of in a community list where we have access to each other because this is the new world, right? So we want to just start to bring these things in and I want to help support you guys and get your information out there so that you can find each other. And uh, this IFS life coach game changer would totally be giving her information out if I could remember things five minutes after I have conversations about them. If you are a therapist and you are available to do stuff online, I think we all need uh, therapy with someone who's like kind of on the same vibration as us. 
Um, anything, anyway, if there's any way I can support you and help you, email me though at jessareedcomedy at gmail.com because uh, my Instagram, I can't keep track. It's just so many people telling me that my story is hilarious and then I lose everything. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck that was about. So download about uh, November to February being great and then this balloon thing and then the the light worker stuff. So I'm going to start using the word light worker, I guess now, uh, because that's really what we're moving into. If you are listening to this podcast and you have been going through an awakening for the last couple of years, any part of the last couple of years, you are likely some type of light worker, some type of star seed, some type of energy healer, some type of artist, some type of something that is supposed to help the people behind you to wake up. That would be something that you agreed to do before you came here. It's something that's probably in your dreams that you're waking up to. I'm not here to plant any seeds. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I am here to encourage you and to confirm for you. If you feel like you're losing your mind, your priorities are changing. I'm just here to tell you that it is okay. And, um, that you are supported if this is something kind of stirring up inside of you. Sorry, my kids walked in here and um, distracted me. So some things that I've talked to people, I've talked to someone in tech. I got really excited, someone in tech who's got ideas for um, tech ideas uh, for things for the new world that I'm not going to describe because it's probably not good. But some things that I, in 2000, thought about that I really thought I was going to pull off as a tweaker. I thought I was going to pull these things off, but it's crazy because now I talk to people who are having these ideas and I'm like, Oh shit. I saw these ideas 20 years ago and actually 22 year old methed out me thought I was going to be able to pull these off. But there was one thing called the imagination project. Imagination spelt with a Z, uh, as in Zion, as in the new world, get it? Anyway, still my screen name on most things, still my login for most things. And uh, I am somebody's grandmother. Anyway, Imagination Project, the idea for Imagination Project was to rent uh, large buildings and turn them into creative spaces. And then find a way to give sponsorships or scholarships to these creative spaces so that artistic types, creative types would have a safe space to wake up, finish their awakening, and create their art. All art is important in this process because it's this micro, it's, it's magic. It's like a magic ritual, macrocosmic, microcosmic, it's all connected. So it's very important that we support. And there are some of us that are just good, have hacked money. We are just good at business. We are just good at making things happen. Some of us are very good at filling out paperwork. Some of us are very good at getting grants. You know, some of us are, are good at doing these sort of things. And I was talking to someone today and discussing like this idea because I don't know why I thought I was fucking capable of pulling it off at 22, nor was it time because there wasn't a mass awakening. But this is definitely something if there are people listening to this podcast that feel like they have some you know, they're in real estate or they're good with money or they have some money they want to put into stuff or whatever. There are a lot of people waking up that are more in the capitalistic society that are, are looking to get into this stuff, into awakening how to help. And this is where we start to come together as a collective and start to support the waves behind us. So if that's something that 
you feel is part of your thing, uh, hit me up. Let's talk about it. But these are the kinds of things that are 60 collaboration where we just start the new world. We just start it, right? We just start taking care of each other. We just start giving. We just, there are other ideas that I have that, um, I want to figure out how to help people, oppressed communities get information that helps them hack the matrix. And I feel like poor people are having been raised poor myself, heavily intentionally programmed to be afraid of money. And I don't know the answer yet. I spend a lot of time thinking about it. I don't think I considered like, let's put on free seminars. And I just think like, no, when you're poor, you don't have any time to go to a fucking seminar, you know? So if anyone has ideas about things like this, like how do we not evangelize, but how do we help um, the waves behind us get free from the matrix? Like how do we help them get free from this stuff? I bet short videos on social media, stuff like this. Anyway, these are the kinds of things that if you're like, I don't know what it is I'm supposed to be doing. What kind of things excite you? You know, is it creating art? Are you the artist or are you a person that's supposed to help the artist? Are you a teacher or are you someone who's supposed to help the teachers get out there? You know, are you good at web stuff? Are you good at video editing? Because I've talked to several people who are like astrologers and stuff who should be getting on YouTube because like Twitter's getting infiltrated with this stuff. Like we're anchoring a new thing. And when I say we, this is only if it resonates with you. I am not trying to start uh, a move. I don't know. I am really struggling with the teacher versus guru versus leader versus gatherer thing. Here's my vision for what my gift is. And that is to kind of gather. I like the idea of gather. Lead was lead a tribe was the language used in 2000. And language was different than it is now. And I like gather a wave, you know, gather a group of people together and, and validate. I only want to validate. If I say something that doesn't resonate with you and your personal experience already, leave it, leave it. There's a million things I say. They're not all going to fit for you. We are on a similar path, but it does not have to be exactly the same. The problem is if I say something and then you try to make it fit for you, you're going to get an idea in your head of what it looks like and you're going to miss your actual experience with it. And also I am really fucked up myself. I'm super fucked up. I have a bunch of character flaws. I'm working through a bunch of my own shit. Uh, for every podcast you've ever heard me sound profound on, you didn't hear five minutes after the podcast, me being a codependent psycho to my podcast partner. Um, it's, uh, it's, I'm not a guru. I'm not half the shit I say, I'm still trying to figure out how to apply it to my own life. So uh, very important that I hammer that home every single time. And sorry if it's repetitive, but it's everything you need is inside of you. And I hope that I am helpful in helping you find it and believe that about yourself and validate your experiences and talk about my own experiences in a way, but I cannot 
lead you to anything. It's all inside of you. And I am not more evolved than anyone else listening to this podcast. If you are listening to this podcast and you understand what I'm talking about, we are standing side by side somewhere energetically. And even the people that aren't standing side by side us, they're not behind us. Like they're not below us. They're just we're coming in in a different order and there is an important role and and we planned all of this ahead of time. So there are no value judgments to people choosing to stay in 3D and um, God, shut the fuck up, Jessa, just keep talking. Anyway, it's, I, it's um, difficult for me. It's really weird because had they just gotten the show on the road 20 years ago when I agreed to this job, I would have just been so balls to the wall, you know, cause I was an egomaniac and young and, um, zealous. And now I'm like, okay, here's 5 million disclaimers. Anyway, um, you are most likely a, a light worker of some sort. If you are listening to this podcast right now, if you've been on this journey for the last couple of years, you are most likely for the next few months going to start stepping into the thing that helps other people. You have something already inside of you that nobody else can tell you that kind of burns like a passion and uh, you will be compensated and taken care of. You will have to look and figure out how you will be compensated and taken care of. And there's programming standing in between you and that thing that you'll have to work through. But compared to the trauma you just had to clear, that's not much. I do have a few things to say about that programming that hopefully will be helpful for some people. I wanted to go over some things that have come up in readings. Number one is boundaries. Boundaries are a big theme right now. In the summer, we were dealing with straight up vampires, right? We were dealing with straight up narcissists and uh, nefarious people, you know, people that didn't give a fuck about us. And what we're dealing with now is the fine tuning of connection. We're learning the difference between codependent and interdependent. We are learning how to connect to people that we love and care about in a way that is healthy. And some of that is learning like where other people aren't respecting your boundaries a lot of times because you haven't set them and where you are not respecting other people's boundaries. And it's been really beautiful for me to, to deal with the two sides of that. I uh, have mentioned a time or a thousand that I've learned a lot about how I didn't respect the boundaries of my podcast partner on my other podcast. And a lot of that was like, trauma and fear and stuff, but that's something that we're working out. And it's really interesting to open that space for him to be able to say like, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And I don't like do this thing I used to do of like trying to fix it or, you know, I don't manipulate or, or anything else. And, and then also setting those same kind of boundaries for other people in my life. But there are a lot of things where you are doing things out of obligation. You are doing things out of fear of what people think and it's going to, it's like starting to feel if this resonates with you, it's starting to feel, I'm calling it the shrinking jacket where every day you're in this connection that has run its course, or you're in this job that has run its course, or you're in this association or this affiliation that has run its course. Every day you put that jacket on and it's a little bit too small. It just doesn't fit right. You know what I mean? Like one of the arms is sewn on wrong or something. And 
that comes with feelings of pressure and anxiety. And there's a lot of like, yeah, but I can't leave. I can't leave. And those are, um, that's a roadmap, right? So if you follow that, like, why do I think I can't leave? There's freedom in that. And some of these things are like, you release the thing, you have to do the work and then you release the thing. And then the thing doesn't actually go anywhere. But now you're just in the, you know, you're in the connection from a more authentic place because you released it from the place of obligation. And in other things, these obliga uh, obligatory connections do have to go. These obligatory jobs do have to go. Once again, I'm not advising that anybody quit their job. But if you hate your job, if you hate your job, ask yourself, why are you at the job? I have to have insurance. Do you? You know, I mean, do you have a chronic, uh, okay, well, is that the only job that has insurance? And if you um, sort through that, it's like no other jobs have insurance, but, 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 get to all these buts, and at the bottom of it, you might find like, I actually like this job, or I actually want to be at this job because I want the insurance, you know, but anything that we're doing from a place of have to, that has to be recalibrated because it doesn't fit with the authentic self. So anything that you're doing from obligation, you're doing to feed someone else's uh, expectations, whether that be society's, um, your parents, your, you know, your spouse, your whatever, it's, it's more or less clearing the energy of have to. And then, like I said, half the shit we end up keeping anyway, but we have worked through the obligatory stuff. We've worked through the, the, the incorrect energy. What's really interesting is that it feels selfish. It feels like <clears throat> this authentic, sorry, I'm so gross. All this authentic self stuff feels very selfish. It feels like, oh, this is all about serving myself, but we are connected on the inside. We are not connected externally. And what we are programmed in our life is a lot of catering to each other externally, which we're basically catering to each other's false self, right? We're catering to each other's egos. But when you are true to your authentic self, and that doesn't mean never do anything for somebody, but there's a different energy between, oh my God, I want to get up and make a meal for my friend and take it over to them. And my friend expects me to bring them a meal, every Saturday. And so I have to go do that, right? That's two totally different energies. One is catering to the expectations of another person. And one is doing something that makes your heart sing. And we're trying to get to the second one because that's where we all kind of resonate together. And that's where we're all connected. So that also like aligns us with our destiny, our calling, whatever. But there are are a lot of things in our life where we don't have good boundaries, where we're doing things because society wants us to, because this is what we went to college for, because this is what our spouse wants, because this is what our parents think we should do, uh, stuff like that that has to be cleared out. Uh, another thing that's pretty connected to this that comes up in readings, but is also a very important part of this journey for us, coming out at like mastering this nine of pentacles energy that I talked about last time, where we're all learning to be independent, like in a healthy way, not toxically independent, not afraid of connection, but just like becoming one self-sufficient, uh, clean, uh, creating our own energy being is how much energetic space you take up. So everybody takes up a certain amount of energetic space. And I hope I don't have a good metaphor for this, but if you grew up and you had a lot of siblings or one wild sibling, you would have learned to take up very little space. If you are codependent, 
if you have a fear of intimacy. Like there are several, there are many reasons why, but for the most part, a lot of like light worker type people, a lot of empaths take up a very small energetic footprint. And that is something that has to change in the next four months. It doesn't have to change, do whatever you want, but something that is on the docket for us because there is a certain amount of energy you should be taking up, especially if you're operating at a higher vibration. It's good to have as many people taking up more energetic space, but it's a boundary issue. Once again, if you don't speak up for yourself, you don't assert yourself, you don't pursue things because you look at people who take up, because there are people who take up way too much energy, you know, egomaniacs that take up way too much energy. They walk into the room and their energy's flopping all over everybody and you look at those people and you're like, I don't want to be like that. And so you take up a small amount of space. You're stuck around a bunch of big egomaniacs at work, or you have high maintenance friends and you just, you're just this tiny shrunken ball of energy. And that does make it more difficult to create the life that you want. It takes, it makes it more difficult for you to attract things to yourself. It makes it more difficult for you to hop from timeline to timeline So it is important to start taking up more space and you'd be given a lot of opportunities, probably already have been given a lot of opportunities, especially if you've been someone who boundaries has been a theme for in the last month that you're thinking about what it is that you want and how to take up more space. And I get a lot of fear of or resistance to celebrating yourself in people's readings. And that is kind of a trick of the ego where the ego is like, oh, you don't want to be arrogant, but it's not arrogance. It's just confidence, right? The ego is far more likely to convince you that you are worthless than it is to convince you that you are great. And, but then the ego is very slick. So the ego is like, well, you don't want to be an egomaniac and you don't want to think you're great. And so you shrink. And then when you shrink, you get less of what you want and not just like material things, but like life experiences. And also if you're going to be someone who is healing people, reading people, um, creating art, take up more energetic space because you need that space for the exchange. (coughs) I got self-sacrifice written here, but it's kind of more of the same, which is just if you are doing things for other people because you're afraid of them getting mad at you, that's the wrong energy. And not like you're doing something wrong, but that's just not an energy that's, that's a shrinking jacket. If you are doing things for people because it makes your heart sing, then perfect. If you are doing things for people because you are afraid of looking like the bad guy, if you are afraid of people being mad at you or abandoning you, you know, that's all programming and trauma and that's stuff to work through. A lot of us are work through it right now, work through it, working through it right now. So, um, it's something to think about. I want to talk a little bit about money. I know I've done other episodes on money and, and hacking money and prosperity stuff, but I had a, an analogy the other day that I felt like might be helpful to talk about here. And that is how to create the thing that you want. Money of all things that you attract, like I would advise if you're going to attract love into your life, it's kind of a write it down on a piece of paper and forget about it, right? Make sure that there's space in your life for the thing that you want. You know, if you want love, make sure that you are open 
to it, that you're open to connection and that you're not putting too fine of a point on it, you know, but with money, it's something that requires a lot more action to create because it's a very physical fucking fake concept. It's a construct, right? So a lot of people right now are getting that 60 download. They're figuring out the thing that they want to do. And they want to leave their corporate job to do it. And they're like, yeah, but I can't. I have a mortgage. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, you are assuming that these two things exist on two different timelines. And they don't. <coughs> I can tell you as someone that lives in L.A., that there are people with made up jobs literally everywhere. You can get paid to do anything you want to do, period. Oh, can I get paid to sit on the beach? Yeah. Have you ever been on fucking Instagram? You better have good tits, but like, yes, you can get paid to do anything. That's the first thing. Get that through your head. Okay. You were lied to your entire life when you were told that life had to be hard and it had to be a struggle and that it was about survival. That's just bullshit. But it's definitely bullshit now. We live in a new world. You're a big part of it. So first of all, you can get paid to do anything. So if I tell you that, and I tell you that that's a fact, you just now have to figure out how to do it. Your approach to making things happen when you're coming from that energy, from that perspective, is going to be a lot different than, oh, I wish... I wish I could, I don't know, uh, I want to be a massage therapist. I'm currently a, a corporate lawyer and I, I can't quit being a corporate lawyer to be a massage therapist. Well, yeah, probably. Probably you can't go get a job at someone else's massage therapy studio and make the money that you're making as a corporate lawyer, but you're not looking at it right. What if you found a way to be a lawyer while you went to school for massage therapy, did it a little bit on the side while you built your business up and then bought a, a currently existing massage therapy office and built it into something big so that you could make the kind of money. Like there's a, it's a really weird example and I don't know if that's specifically for one of you out there, but everything exists. You just have to look for it. And the way that you look for it when you believe that it exists and believe that you deserve to be happy is a lot different than when you're coming from the old paradigm of I can either have happiness or I can have money. So the example that I used in a reading the other day that really uh, clicked because I'm a genius was Disneyland. So Disneyland... <coughs> When you want to take your kids on a Disneyland vacation, trust me, it's fucking overrated. I took my kids on a Disney to Disney World in, I don't know, 2015 or something. What a waste of $10,000. But my parents were like, we want everybody to go to Disney World in January. So it's a year away. Okay, I have a year to plan that. Now, I'm going to plan this trip to Disney World as if I'm going to Disney World. At this point in my life, I did not have 10 grand in the bank, but I did have a year to plan it. And there was just no choice other than to take the kids to Disney World the following January. So I made a plan in February of how I was going to come up with this money, how I was going to budget this money. And I started to research Disneyland, Disney World, whatever the fuck. They're both really overrated. Just like old ass. Anyway, I'm not a fan. You know how fucking sick of a cruise you can go on for $10,000? Anyway, 
I uh, have too many kids, which is why it was $10,000. I had four kids at home still at the time. So I then planned the trip to Disney World. Like that became something I spent hours a day. What a nightmare. People are into this on purpose. It's fucking weird. Planning this trip. I, there are forums for it. There are apps for it. There's research. There's other, you know, blogs and all this shit. And I made this a part of my life so that I could bring it together. And by the time I took these goddamn kids to Disney World, they had matching Disney World outfits together. Their whole days were planned out. I had mapped the entire thing. I had come up with $10,000. I had done all of the things because it, I was not, I didn't spend any part of that year thinking, what if I can't pull off Disney World? I just was like, I have to take them to Disney World because my parents fucking told them I was taking them to Disney World. So now I'm stuck. And I did it. I just did it because I'm doing it. And this is the same kind of attitude that I use whenever I decide I'm going to pull something off. And I pull off shit that I shouldn't be able to pull off because I don't spend a lot of time thinking about whether or not I'm going to be able to pull it off. I just say, here, I'm going to do this thing. And then I break it down into smaller and smaller pieces and do it. This is the same thing with deciding you want to change your entire career path. Make it a part of who you are. Make it a part of what you're doing every day. Take that pipe dream out of the fucking fantasy space and bring it into your daily life and make it a part of your daily life. That is major manifestation magic because then the universe gets behind you and it brings it in because now you're a person who thinks about massage therapy. You became a part of the community. There are other things like I was going to do that I lost interest in or whatever, but that I, I became a part of it. There was, I really wanted to flip houses at one point with my ex-husband and you know, I was on, I read several books on the subject. I'm quite versed for someone who's never done it. And, you know, I was in the forums, I became a part of it. And that is something, <coughs> there's power in that shit, you know? If you, I talked to somebody who, I said, what would you do if money didn't exist? And she said, rescue dogs, I think it might have been cats. And you can get paid for that. You can get paid for every single thing. Just look for it. Just keep looking until you find it. Be creative, come up with creative ideas, but the block standing in the way of most of us going after what we want is this belief that we can't have both. And that belief is a lie. It's programming. It's not true. And so if you take it out of the, oh boy, I wish, and turn it into a part of your daily life, and that doesn't mean quit your job and then go do it. It means, you know, spend an hour a day on it, an hour a day working on it, researching it, and moving towards it. Set a goal. Set a goal that's not tomorrow, you know, set a goal for a year out. A year out, I'd like to have five clients um, on the weekends, you know, be willing to make it a part of your life. And then, I don't know, it ends up going a lot faster than you think it's going to go. There's just energy in that, that action and treat it like it's a trip to Disney World and not a fantasy. This is why I don't like the lottery being brought into the manifestation conversation because that's fantasy as far as I'm concerned. There's no action that you can put towards that other than buying a lottery ticket, you and every chump in the world. Also, the lamest of all ways to experience prosperity. Have fun with it. Go out and, and build something from nothing. So anyway, uh, God, shut up, Jessa. Here are just some thoughts. These are just some random thoughts I've had. Number one of them was the healer versus guru thing. Uh, 
that I obviously have major hangups about. Um, I want to start a YouTube channel called Alien School. I guess go look for it on YouTube right now because I think I'm probably going to start it before this episode uploads. And I'm going to move all the soberish videos over to that. And I'm going to do um, tarot readings on there. I think I'm going to do it like a weekly collective tarot reading. And then depending on how it goes, I might do some Twin Flame stuff. Uh, Twin Flames ended up being a uh, very interesting uh, college for us to go to. But I'm going to do some videos on that. I don't want to do Twin Flame stuff on Soberish because it's a very specific collective. But I think I'm going to do short videos. I know I've been talking about starting a YouTube channel forever. It's funny, though. Every time I'm going to start it, something happens. Like I lose my voice or they earthquake retrofit my fucking apartment for six months. But <coughs> it'll come out exactly when it's supposed to. I don't know how to make the custom thumbnails for YouTube. So if there are any of you out there that are good at that sort of thing, that kind of graphic thing, and you want to uh, do it um, for fun, I don't have extra money at the moment for that. Uh, or if you just know some tips or tricks, and uh, otherwise I'm just going to Google it and figure it out. But I do get a lot of people like offering, they want to do art stuff. So if that's uh, something, I'll uh, probably delete this out. I hate asking people for free shit. Um, anyway, uh other things I've been thinking about is the echo chamber of enlightenment. Um, it's become, and this is just thoughts. This is not download. This is not, you know, uh, education here. This is just uh, some interesting conversations to have with you guys, maybe in the Facebook group or whatever, but It's becoming, at this point, it's a little bit difficult to have conversations with our friends that are not on the same wavelength, right? Because our language is changing. So like when I talk to you guys during readings or online, you know, uh, we have our own language. Like it's gotten to the point where we experience reality in a different way. And it's, it's just not fun to talk to people in that old reality because they're just like, I feel like they're operating in different I can't say it's never fun, but I've just noticed kind of a thing where I am gravitating towards and we're all kind of gravitating toward like our soul family, right? These people that have this new way of thinking and, and talking and energy and telepathy and flow and stuff. <clears throat> and it doesn't make sense, nor do I try to talk to other people like that, but I have gotten a little loosey goosey with the energy talk, just because I'm getting so used to being able to talk like that freely because I have so many cool soul family conversations now that I forget that everyone doesn't talk like that. But then I worry about echo chamber, right? Like, are we just gravitating towards each other and, you know, we're going to lift off into the atmosphere and become weirdos, you know? Is this how the new age movement that we hate, um, became what they are, you know, which is, would be exactly how my life works, which is like, I talk about, I talk shit about things and then I become it. And then I'm like, Oh, now I understand exactly what you are and, uh, have fully eaten my words. So that just clicked that that might be what it is. But it's interesting because it comes up in a lot of readings and it's definitely something that's happening in my life where there's a lot of connections falling away because they're, we're just not on the same wavelength. And that's, no judgment to either wavelength, but just what do you talk about? You know, you have a completely different 
operating system. And so there's just not much there, you know, it's kind of like when I left Christianity, it's like, well, we're, it's too different. I can get together and have lunch with you every once in a while, but for the most part, we're playing two different games. And so, uh, I have just thought a lot about the, the echo chamber thing, which isn't usually something I resonate with. I like the idea of having different perspectives and the conversation I was going to have with Aaron, uh, had I not lost my voice, we'll do it next month was kind of about this, you know, which was kind of about, it is healthy for me. I think to, to get around Aaron and have him, kind he grounds me a little bit on some stuff. He challenges some stuff. A lot of the stuff he challenges, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's a kick I was on last week, like in July when I was like, there's going to be a split, you know, I immediately took that back the next week on Soberish and was just like, oh, I think it's going to be an earthquake and it's probably going to be something lame. Like we don't perceive each other the same way. So I wonder like that split, like that not perceiving each other, is that us gravitating towards an echo chamber or is it just natural that people who are on different frequencies hang out with their like frequencies? I don't know. The other thing is memory. My memory is shit. My memory is so bad. And I know that it's changing. I know that in 2012, that was like a message I got a lot. Because in 2012, my memory got very bad during that shift. <coughs> and the alien said that reality as we used to experience it was this linear thing where you could stand in the present moment and look forward and imagine the future. And you could turn around and look back and look at the past and that it was going to turn into a bunch of snapshots stacking on top of each other and you wouldn't be able to access it anymore the way that you used to be able to access it. And, um, and I experienced that quite a bit back then, but it was more like I would try to, I don't know if you guys get, uh, experience this, but you like try to remember what you did on Monday and the act of trying to go back and remember it feels like a jacket that doesn't fit. It hurts almost. I don't know how to describe it. It's like painful to try to go back and look at it. And now it's gotten to the point where I just can't. I have no idea. They're like, what are you doing? What did you do Monday? I have no idea. I have to go look at my Google calendar and then I have a vague recollection. But uh, we recorded, I don't know, five or six episodes of Mormon and the Meth Head a couple weeks ago uh, to get us through till we saw each other again. And today we were talking about it. And I was like, I have no idea what any of those episodes are granted they weren't painful and steeped in my trauma so maybe that's just why I don't remember them but I have really noticed the memory stuff and it's nice to be in my echo chamber and be like sorry 5d memory and we're all very forgiving and um, hopefully y'all remember that when I have a long conversation with you and then can't remember your name but want to promote your business um <coughs> Anyway, also, uh, there was something wrong with my website where it didn't let anybody book readings for next week or the week after. So a lot of you had to book out into November. I fixed it today. So you do have the option to reschedule if you want to move your reading up. I know when I schedule a reading, I don't want a reading for two weeks from now. I want a reading right now. And also I need my calendar filled. So uh, for those of you that couldn't get something scheduled and want to schedule it. There's several openings now next week. And for those of you that scheduled in November and you want to move it up, you can just get on there and, and fill those spots if you want. And, um, I think that that's it. 
Sorry, this wasn't as funny and sassy as past energy updates. I have uh, Water Baby Tarot coming over tomorrow to record this week's episode. And then Ramin, I think, is going to come over on Sunday or sometime next week to record the episode after that. So I am pretty excited for both of those. Alien School channel on YouTube. I'll share it on my Instagram and stuff. As well, if you want to book a reading, it's jessareed.com and I call you on the phone. I am going to get better. I'm going to have better description on my website soon, but I call you on the phone. We do the reading on the phone unless you're international. We have to do like Skype or Instagram. Uh, Shows coming up. Aaron and I will be in Denver and Salt Lake City in November. There is... um, Creek in the Cave in New York City. It's not New York City, though. It's like Long Island City. New York, whatever. That is December 19th. Uh, I think that's Aaron and I, but there's a possibility that it's just me because uh, he might be getting a corporate gig. And we are working on Phoenix and New Mexico for January. And I know I keep saying that, but we keep not being able to get the venue that we want. I am going to be in Lubbock, Texas on November 8th at an axe throwing place. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, In December, I've got Philly. That place in Maryland I always go. See, I can't even fucking remember the cities that I've done 100 shows in. But I got New York City, a couple Philly shows that are not on the calendar yet. Just keep checking back. And then uh, what is the fucking name of that town in Maryland? It's somewhere near Baltimore. I can't remember. Anyway, I'll get this shit on the calendar soon. I'm not 3D functioning very well at all. And, uh, but Lubbock, Texas definitely come out to that show. Denver definitely come out to that show. Salt Lake City. If you've been to our Salt Lake City shows before, come out anyway, because this is going to be Aaron and I on stage together, I think. So it'll be a different kind of show than you've seen before. And, uh, I hope you like that I just talk about this. Po- uh, like, uh, if you don't listen to the other podcasts, I don't know what to tell you because this is just a uh, supplement of the other podcasts for now at least. So um, I will talk to you next week or in two days because this is coming out hella late. And um, I guess that's it. Bye.